Thank you for joining me, trainer. This is Life After 50, a Pokemon Go podcast. I am your host, Josh Flores, and welcome. Yeah, welcome. Wait, 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 wait. No, this is episode 14. Gotta go. This episode is going to be shorter than normal because I have to go out and grind. I'm going to go out and I'm going to catch every single shiny. I'm getting all the Stardust and all the XP and time's a-wasting because these costume Pokemon are going to be out for the first couple of days and then it'll dwindle as the event goes on. Also, my little sister's birthday is tomorrow, so shout out to my little sis. I don't have a lot of time, but I did want to put out an episode. So as per usual, let's get into some stories. In the spirit of Halloween, these are just a couple of stories that I pulled from the internet. Most of them are super old and you probably have heard of them, but let's go through them anyway. Number one, a girl stumbled upon a dead body. A 19-year-old girl in Wyoming got way more than she bargained for when she was searching for wild Pokemon and found a dead body instead. She says, I probably would have never went down there if it weren't for this game. She told CNN, but in a way, I'm thankful. I feel like I helped find this body. He could have been there for days. Her first thought wasn't, oh my God, a dead body. I gotta get out of here. It was, I'm thankful I'm here. Now the family can get some closure. Get out of here. You wouldn't catch me anywhere near a dead body, especially if I'm catching Pokemon. Trainer, do you think you can be that heroic? Let's say you don't have shiny Phantom. It's spotlight hour. You have 15 minutes left and you find a dead body. What do you do? Exactly. Keep playing. That body's not going anywhere. Seriously though, this girl is a hero. 19 years old and she had the wherewithal to call the police and she probably did give the family some closure. Now the story doesn't say if she was alone or not when she found the body. Either way, a trooper. Or maybe in Wyoming, they just don't mind dead bodies as much as everywhere else. Moving on, number two, a dude got busted for cheating. And you're thinking, yeah, was he spoofing? Was he using his account on a phone that was jailbroken or rooted? No, this is literally cheated, like relationship cheating. The story goes on to say, in case you had any doubts that Pokemon Go's geolocation is making players whereabouts pretty transparent, meet Aaron Scribner, now single and warning others against a similar fate. Scribner told the New York Post his girlfriend dumped him when she noticed the geotag for one of the Pokemon he'd caught was located at none other than Scribner's ex-girlfriend's house. He's like, babe, I got the shiny costume Gengar. And she's like, oh yeah, let me see it. Where'd you get it? Oh, you got this where? Doesn't she live there? Uh, but I just, I, I just, uh, 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 uh. That's it. Take your shiny Gengar and get out. Was it worth it? That's what I want to know, especially for this. That Pokemon that he got, was it worth it? And does he still have his account? And does he still have that Pokemon? I wonder what its name would be. I have nothing for that one. Number three, and probably my most favorite, is players were lured to isolated spots and robbed. In O'Fallon, Montana, where police reported that a group of people allegedly used the app to lure nearly a dozen victims into armed robberies, O'Fallon's police sergeant, Bill Stringer, in a release said, Using the geolocation feature of the Pokemon Go app, the robbers were able to anticipate the location and level of seclusion of unwitting victims. It goes on to say that later on, four suspects were then arrested later on in connection with the crimes and 
and charged with first-degree robbery and armed criminal action. It serves them right, but that's actually pretty hilarious. If you really think about it, these criminals were smart enough to open the game and realize that there were certain stops, and then they would have had to have a knowledge of lures and then lure that one isolated stop and wait for someone to walk around with their phone glued to their face. That is insane. I swear, if some criminals just put that intelligence into just working a regular job, I think they would thrive in normal society. And it said nearly a dozen victims. Did these thieves know about nests and stuff? The knowledge that these criminals had to do this, it involved a lot of moving parts. But one of the biggest things that blows me away is the fact that they knew so much about this game. They knew about lures, they knew about stops, they probably knew about nests. It's just unfortunate because they take a nice, innocent game and they just turn it into something just totally extra to the left field and downright criminal. So when you see a stop in the distance and you're like, hey, I haven't been to this one before, maybe just don't go to that one because even in real life, there are actual Team Rocket, but worse. Number four, a teen girl was struck by a car while tracking a Pokemon. In Pennsylvania, a mother named Tracy Nolan is on a mission to educate parents about Pokemon Go safety and with good reason. Nolan's 15-year-old daughter Autumn was hit by a car just after pinpointing a Pokemon near a busy highway. The teen required hospitalization after suffering a collarbone injury, a foot injury, and a bevy of bruises and cuts. Note to players, do not track Pokemon on busy roads. Don't do it while you're driving. Don't do it near a highway. Just keep it far, far away from anywhere cars might be. As a parent, that's probably terrifying. Knowing that a game rated E for everyone potentially put your child's life at risk. Or, I'm pretty sure you could have taught them, hey, you know, try not to get hit by cars on a highway. I don't know. So is it the girl's fault? Or is it the mom's fault? Or is it just Pokemon Go's fault? I'm gonna go with whoever put that Pokestop next to a highway. Number five, two players fell off a cliff during the game. Two men in Encinitas, California suffered moderate injuries when they fell off a cliff while playing Pokemon Go. The men who had disregarded warning signs posted in the area admitted to taking the tumble due to the augmented reality game. One fell about 50 feet and his friend 80 to 90 feet, requiring assistance from the local fire department for the rescue. By now, every single Pokemon Go player has a story where they stub their toe or their shin or their shoulder or something like that. But these guys, these geniuses, these self-aware, law-abiding citizens. Just kidding, they're not. Honestly, this story should have been number five, two players get ultimate karma. One of the things all these stories have in common is that they don't tell me what Pokemon they were going after, because sometimes it matters. Although this is sheer stupidity, the lesson that can be learned from this is be aware of your surroundings. Hopefully this won't be you, but I'm pretty sure you might already have fallen into some animal waste. While playing the game, you might have already tripped on the smallest crack in the sidewalk or street and then look around to see if anyone's watching you. Just to let you know, someone's always watching you when that happens. And now for number six, and this one's my story. This one's the scariest one of them all, because it's happening right now. I'm actually scared right now even saying this, but...
I haven't gotten a shiny this entire event. That's not funny. That really isn't funny. That's actually really, really sad. And you're thinking, oh, didn't you get a shiny on Timber Community Day? Yes, but I don't count that, especially when there's a new event. When there's a new event, it's a fresh start to get new stuff. And I haven't gotten one single shiny, nothing. And I've clicked on everything, not even a Pidov, not a Sableye, nothing, nada, nothing. The scariest part is that I've really been participating. And that's not even the scariest part. The scariest part is all the people around me getting shinies literally live in front of my face. Exhibit A, my girlfriend. I said, hey, it's Phantom Spotlight Hour. She said, oh no, I don't want to do this. I just want to spend some time. And I said, sure, but we can do like 20, 25 minutes doing a little bit of spotlight hour. You haven't played in a while. And the theory states that if you haven't played in a while and you go do something, more than likely you'll get a shiny. Now, my girlfriend loves shinies, so it didn't take much convincing. And sure enough, as we're walking and I'm ranting about the odds and about how statistically one of us should get the shiny because we have two accounts, in the middle of my spiel, she looks at me with her jaw dropped, shiny phantom. She's probably clicked on 20 where I've clicked on almost four 500 phantom yesterday I go hang out with my friend Tony and his wife and she really didn't want to walk but I said hey look there's a Gengar raid over here it's free let's just do it and then you can go shop do your thing if you listen to my past episodes you know this woman loves to shop we go and do the Gengar raid couple seconds after she goes oh shiny and I'm sitting there like what but but where's my shiny? After that raid, she went to shop and I went on hardcore grind mode for five more hours and didn't get a single thing. Mind you, I'm in Jersey City, New Jersey. It's no Manhattan, but I didn't have time to go Manhattan. So I went to what I thought was kind of the next best thing. Not really, but I'm going to tell you, trainer, my hope is dwindling to get this shiny. So I need to live vicariously through you. Go out there and get that shiny. Click on every single thing. Just get a shiny because I have to live through you now. And then the nail on the coffin was I go to work and then my manager goes, oh, hey, Josh, have you been playing that event? And I go, yeah. And she goes, oh, I just got that new shiny Pikachu. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everyone around me is getting the shinies. This event is so special to me. It brings back so many memories and wintertime is coming up. So we don't have a lot of time to really go out there and enjoy this. These events are kind of insane and the way they're happening, they're going to go by quick. And speaking of going by quick, let's get into that stuff right now. All right, guys, right now we have the Sinister Shadows Abound Halloween event with the Team Go Rocket with the second part of the Halloween. We're going to go through these things quickly, some upcoming stuff, and then we're going to get out of here. So you too can catch all the shinies with me and, and like just in spirit. Team Go Rocket Takeover. Save Shadow Regigigas. I'm gonna be super honest so we can get through this as quickly as possible. Shadow Regigigas. Get it if you're a shadow collector or you're someone who likes to get the shadows and then purify them for some weird reason. And then that's it. Shadow Regigigas, Regigigas, um, unless it's shiny, 
uh, is useless. Uh, even getting a hundo is pretty useless. It's cool to raid, but it sucks. I'm sorry. Next, we're going to have Shadow Raid debuts. Shadow Lugia is going on on the weekend. So by the time this episode comes out, hopefully you'll be around a Shadow Lugia. And hopefully you have like seven friends because Shadow Lugia is super tanky. You need dark, ghost, electric, and probably, oh, and rock and ice. It's weak to a lot of things, but it's very tanky. And because it's shadow, it hits very hard. If you're going to battle it, make sure you are stacked on those Team Rocket purified gem things. You need a lot of them, and you need people who are really going to use them. This event is good to farm them up and then do a Shadow Lugia. Farm them up and then do a Shadow Lugia. Lugia itself is already tanky and on its own needs like five people. Minimum four people, maybe three if you're running all Mega Gengar, level three, max, best buddy, everything. So this thing is going to be incredibly difficult to take down because it's very tanky and it's going to hit a little bit harder. You're going to have some shadow Pokemon introduced. You're going to have Shadow Ghastly, Rhyhorn, Barboach, Krogunk, Shieldon, Drillbur, Litwick. These are going to be the things that the Go Rocket Grunts can give you all of these pokemon in some way shape or form have great potential in great league and ultra league not all of them but like the shield on is only good for great league uh the litwick into chandelure really isn't that great just at all but shadow litwick just looks really cool Everything else is pretty useful in PvP or raids and other stuff like that. But you definitely want to get your hands on all of this stuff, if you can. Battle as many Team Rocket grunts as you can. You get Stardust. You catch the Pokemon. They might have good IVs. You can purify it to get that Hundo. And then you get a little bit Stardust for catching the Pokemon. And then if it's Weather Boosted, you get a little bit more Stardust. It takes a little bit of time, but... Quick tip, if you're catching, if you're quick catching, you can quick catch the Pokemon from a Team Rocket Balloon or a Team Rocket Stop, and you know you've caught it if it kind of like disappears, if you want to save some time on the Team Rocket stuff. One Star Shadow Raids, Shadow Ghastly, Shadow Grimer, Shadow Mischievous, Litwick, just raid the Ghastly and the Grimer. Leave the other two alone. Three-star Shadow Raids. Nidorina, Nidorino, and Golbat. The Nidorina and the Golbat is what you want for the Great League and the Ultra League, but... Well, not the Ultra League. You want the Crobat for the Ultra League. But you don't get PvP IVs from... Or you could. I mean, they do start at, what, 666? So, sort of, not really. But if you don't have a Shadow Knit Arena or Golbat, go get you one. Event bonuses. Uh, Team Rocket will appear more. 
and you can use a regular charged TM to help Shadow Pokemon forget the charged attack frustration. In order to do that quickly, favorite all the Pokemon, all the Shadow Pokemon that you want, that you have in your inventory. And then back out, go to items, go to charge TM, and then type in at frustration. And then it's gonna show all the Pokemon that have frustration. And then you're gonna sort by favorite. All your favorites are gonna be on the top. You click on a Pokemon, it forgets the frustration, learns whatever move, and then it'll disappear. So you can kind of do that really quick. In the eggs, in 12 kilometer eggs, it's gonna be the same exact thing that it's really kind of been for a while. The Larvitar, Sandow, Pawnyard, Vullaby, Dino, Pancham, Salandit. Salandit and Sandile cannot be shiny. Everything else can be, Pancham being the new shiny. And then you have some field research, research tasks or whatever like that. Defeat two Team Go Rocket runs for a mysterious component. Defeat other things, purify Pokemon, all that stuff. Try not to purify Pokemon unless you're trying to work on the metal and even then be careful about the Pokemon that you purify. You're getting enough Pokemon in this pool to potentially get something like a Zubat over and over again so you can only so you can purify for just like 1000 Stardust. Some of these Pokemon do take a little bit more to purify like Stardust and stuff like that. So be aware of that. I have the purifier metal but at the cost of a couple million Stardust. It hurt a lot. Now, it's a party play parade. No, it's a shiny drought. That's what it is. Trainers, Pokemon Go is throwing a huge Halloween party, and it seems like Josh isn't invited because he has yet to get any shinies, but everyone around him is getting shinies. So what is going on with that? Pokemon Go Halloween 2023 Part 2 debuts. Pikachu wearing a dope Halloween costume. Gengar wearing some stuff on his head. Wild Encounters, Pikachu with a costume. Vulpix with a costume. Murkrow without a costume. Mischievous Y. Sableye. Sableye does have that Stardust boost when you catch it. Piplup wearing a pumpkin hat. Drifloon, Yamas, Pumpkaboo, Phantom, Fennekin, Noibat. And Zorua being the new Pokemon. In order to encounter Zorua, it is going to be your buddy. Try to use a buddy that is easy to catch. What I mean by that is my buddy is Tyranitar. Tyranitar is known to just always be aggressive on screen. Therefore, when the Zorua turn into Tyranitar, the Zorua is as aggressive as a Tyranitar would be even though the circle is relatively easy. If you can pick something that's kind of easy for you to throw to and that is shiny, it'll help differentiate Zorua between other Pokemon. Do not sleep on Zorua. I gave a, a weak Zorua golden Raz and it still popped out. So if you have resources just for this event, kind of go hard on the resources. Especially if you stacked up. You still have that Evolve a Ghost type Pokemon for a Phantom encounter if you're like me and you still don't have the shiny. I do like that this pool has all Pokemon that can be shiny. 
as far as that trick-or-treat time research don't get it if you don't have it by now that's it you're done additional catchy uh, uh catchy additional candy for successfully catching pokemon with any throw that's not a terrible throw additional xl candy for the same thing costume pokemon will have a chance to give additional candy when caught we knew that but i misspoke on the last episode and i overlooked this but on halloween when you catch a costume pokemon they'll have a chance to give you a rare candy or a rare candy xl not a candy in addition to their own like a gengar candy no you will get a simply a rare candy a chance to get a rare candy or a rare candy xl for catching costume pokemon so that gives you a little bit more incentive to get the shiny if you have a shiny get another one become friends with me and then over nine months maybe we can trade it in raids you're gonna have the ghastly mischievous phantom please don't raid any of these things i mean i want the phantom but not not that much to pay two bucks for a chance I'm really, I think that I'm going to get Phantom off of PvP because I always encounter Phantom on PvP. But three star raids, I'm definitely doing them. Gengar all day. Five star raids, I'm not doing Darkrai anymore. I already have the Hundo. I actually got that from PvP. A Hundo Darkrai. I did like, I don't know, 80 raids for Darkrai. And then I did some, I did a couple sets and I got it. The Hundo. I know I keep saying it, but... That was amazing. Spent all that money and I could have just go battle leaked it. Mega raids, mega bayonet. So Darkrai is a dark type, so bug, fighting, fairy. Those are going to be your things. Uh, mega bayonet, uh, I think it's just pure ghost. So dark, ghost, and uh, there's probably one more. But dark and ghost, definitely. Field research uh, uh, tasks, uh, Miss uh, Miss Magius, Miss Magius, is gonna be like uh, seven great throws or something like that. Galarian, your mask is like walk a kilometer, and Phantom is evolve a um, ghost type Pokemon. Grievard is like make five great throws. It doesn't matter. Just evolve a ghost type Pokemon, or the walk a kilometer one for Galarian, your mask. That's not bad. Galarian Yamask into Rune Regis, uh, 10, 15, 15, if you want to use it in the Ultra League and you have to use all the candy. And then for Trevenant, Phantom into Trevenant, I want to say like 0, 13, 15, something like that for Great League and like 1, 15, 15 for Ultra League. I might be wrong, but it's in that ballpark. Time to research, blah, 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 and then all this stuff, blah, 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 avatar items, blah, blah, blah. Remember, I think you can still do the Amazon Prime thingy thing. Might not, but doesn't matter. Oh, if you care about in-game music, Lavender, Lavender Town Music's in there. And then um, that is it for this event because you're in it, right? You're in it. You don't need me. But maybe you need me for this next event. The Dia de Muertos 2023. I don't know why they didn't say Dia de los Muertos. Like, don't you need a definite article? I guess you don't. 
Celebrate with Cubone and Marowak wearing Sempasuchil crowns, new bonuses, incense lore modules, blah, blah, blah. Trainers, we're excited to share details of this year's celebration of Dia de Muertos in Pokemon Go. Dia de Muertos is a holiday observed in Mexico and other parts of the Americas that celebrates the lives and the memories of friends and family who have moved on to another world. Very beautiful, very colorful. And that goes down Wednesday, November 1st. So the day after Halloween, you still have grinding to do. And that's why this episode has to be short because you still have grinding to do. I still have grinding to do. Let's get it together. We gotta go. November 1st, 10 a.m. to November 2nd, 8 p.m. So you have like a day and a half. Pokemon debut is Cubone wearing the Sempasuchil crown, and then you could evolve it into the Marowak. The Cubone has shiny potential. Event bonuses, lure modules will last for 90 minutes. Um, incense will last for 90 minutes, excluding daily adventure incense. Two times catch candy. Trainers in Latin America and the Caribbean can look forward to this additional event bonus. Additional catchy, uh, catchy. Why do I do that? Additional candy for transferring Pokemon if you live in the Latin Americas or the Caribbean. I will go to Puerto Rico just for this event. Does that mean my people? Wild Encounters, we're going to have Sunkern, Sableye, Rosalia, Duskull wearing the Sempasuchil crown from last year. That's when it was released. Driftloon, oh, Driftloon and Litwick. Every Pokemon in this pool can be shiny. Get that Sableye because it's Stardust boosted. Sableye has that mega candy for it. It's hard to come by. Sableye all day. I didn't get the Duskull last year. This is the time to get it. Everything else, disregard it, please. If you're lucky, you might encounter the Cubone, Yamask, Phantom. Yamask into Cofagrigus is really good for the Great League. I don't know about the Ultra League, but it really is good. Uh, Cubone into Marowak isn't really that great, but who knows? Doesn't matter. That's not what this is for. This is for the Shiny. Now your Incense. Your Incense is going to have a lot of garbage, like Sun Currents on Flora, Houndour, Drifloon, and Rosalia. And then it's going to have the Duskull and the Sableye and the Cubone. And then like a Flabebe. It says like an orange Flabebe, but... Hopefully. So like three out of seven Pokemon, nine Pokemon. So the odds aren't that bad when it comes to the Dia de los Muertos incense encounters. Field research tasks encounters will give you Sunkern, Drifloon, Litwick, it doesn't matter. What matters is that one with the Cubone. We will find that out, hopefully the day before when New Zealand gets their information and then we'll get ours afterwards. In raids, you have Cubone wearing the Sempasucho crown. In three-star raids, you have Azumarill, Umbreon, Hariyama, Bombardier. Disregard all of them except for Bombardier if you are trying to get that shiny. Azumarill is only good for the candy. For the PvP IVs, you want like a 0-15-15 for the Great League. It's kind of same thing with Umbreon unless you get a Hundo and then you can use that for the Ultra League. Hariyama really doesn't have any play, so Bombardier. Boom. Five-star raids, Darkrai, Mega Raids, Mega Bayonet. 
And then you get some like costume stickers. Da, 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 da. Dia de los Muertos 2023. Tadbulb makes its illuminating debut during the Festival of Lights. The Festival of Lights is happening soon in Pokemon Go and you can look forward to encountering Tadbulb as it makes its Pokemon Go debut. Alright people, this is just like any other event. A Pokemon is going to make its debut. Some other Pokemon is going to be just a little bit better because they're going to release its shiny. But you want to start getting a head start on catching Tadbulb. Because the more you catch, once the shiny comes out, it'll just be better for your odds the more Tadbulb you encounter. And for this event, you have two times Stardust for hatching Pokemon. And two times Candy for hatching Pokemon. Incense activated during the event will last twice as long. So 60 minutes, right? It's not two hours. It'll just last twice as long. Whatever the incense is, it'll just be twice as long. You'll have time to research. Obviously. But the wild encounters is what you want to focus on. The following Pokemon will appear more frequently in the wild. Pikachu, Vulpix, Ponyta, Magnemite, Voltorb, Chinchou, Mareep, Slugma, Electrike, Litwick, and the new shiny is Morlaw. So the two Pokemon you really want to focus on are Morlaw and Tadbulb. In this pool, I guess the Ponyta shiny is relatively rare the Vulpix shiny is relatively rare I don't have the Chinchou Mareep into Ampharos has the Mega Magnezone has some play in some leagues and then the Electric into Manectric is Mega Manectric otherwise you really just want to focus on the Morlul and the Tadbulb in eggs this is going to be a hatching kind of event sort of the following Pokemon will hatch from 7k eggs, your friend eggs. Elekid, Magmi, Magby, Dedene, Morlo. So those four Pokemon. Elekid goes into Electabuzz, Magby into Magmar, Dedene into Dedene, and Morlo into... What's Morlo's evolution? Shenotic? Anyway, all those Pokemon can be shiny. This actually is a good time to hatch eggs because the first two are baby Pokemon, they're relatively rare, and then you have Dedene, nice little chocolate mouse, and then Morlal is the new shiny. Incense encounters. Incense encounters are gonna be kinda meh, but if you're really trying to increase those odds, if you're really trying to go out there and play, then this is what you're gonna get. Alolan Geodude, Hisuian Voltorb, Slugma, Volby, Illumise, Blitzel, Litwick, Litleo, Dedene, Morlul, Tadbulb. I really want that Volbeat, that Blitzel. Everything else do I have? Doesn't matter. We're moving through this. We're moving through this to the field research task encounters. The Festival of Lights themed field research ta tasks will be Darumaka, Morlul, Tadbulb. You're gonna have some Pokestar showcases, some new Avatar items, Avatar. Oh, 
the exclusive bonus for trainers in India. Trainers located in India can look forward to a special collection challenge that awards Stardust XP and the encounter with Tadbulb. They can also earn twice the candy for catching Pokemon during the Festival of Lights event. All right, well, looks like I'm going to India. It says also look forward to Raid Day on November 11th. Now, we have suspected Mega Gallade and, or, well, not end, but Mega Gallade, Mega Garchomp, one of those. Doesn't matter. What does matter is that you go out there, trainer. You really enjoy yourself this week. Really try to enjoy yourself before it gets cold, before the holidays start coming on, before everything starts getting super busy. But most importantly, remember, you don't have to be the very best. You already are. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs>